Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! Do you know how they say well done in heaven? Is in your Bible. Have you not read of the man that committed for somebody one, for another person two, another five, another ten? When the person that got assuming five did well, what was he told? Huh? Is that all? Huh? Who can help me with the answer? This is better if it will remain like this. Pray in tongues so that it will remain. <laughs> ah. What's the ending of the answer? Uh-huh. Is that all? Uh-huh. Then Uh-huh. I know, but I wanted to know that's the answer, but wouldn't they be confused? Don't mind me. Just forget this thing I told you now. Just forget it. Who can help me with the answer? Anthony. Thou art faithful in little or in the one that you are giving. What should happen to you? Okay, since you people don't know it, let's leave it. You must know it. Or if you don't know it, there is no bed packs today. Hmm? That is it, no? If you are, if you are able to rule five cities, five extra cities will be added to you. In other words, the way they say well done in heaven is to give you more responsibility. So if you did well in the last one, the, one of the major proof that you did well is that more responsibility will be added to you. You know, initially, I used to think that when you do well, they will now reduce your level, you will now start cruising. This is your natural shape. That one you came from Abuja with is fake. I want to welcome some of my friends and pastors that is now missed. Man of God, it has been a while. You come to ISE. And then, Pastor Joel and his wife. When I came to, to Benin, it's obvious that their strength is little, but they treated me well. God will bless you in Jesus' name. And when I entered there, one of the things I noticed that also encouraged me is that I saw I saw people praying like us. So I now knew that this is a fertile ground. That means some of the things we are doing 
is zapping into that place. All these people that want you to come and do so, they don't want to pray. That's how, that's how you will end up after 20 years of doing ministry. You will look for the impact of your ministry. You will, is there no other way? When you look at the person, look at the person. You just pray for the person. That's how something can work for the person. But after a season, you will find out that you did not happen into the structure that made that kind of man. So in case another thing comes up, you will not know how to handle it. What will you do? You run back. That is not the I've heard. That means when you speak in, in another language where other people are speaking a vernacular, the people you are talking to know you are talking to them. If you think I'm talking to you, then I'm talking to you. Amen. Oh. I don't want to forget. From tomorrow we'll be doing six hours intercession for three days. From 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. This place will be the venue. So if you can't make it, no problem. I'm not. Just, just continue with what you are doing. But the people that are physically with us in discipleship in Sabo and Beterama, that one is expected of you. Um, and then we will join it with um, 6 to 12 fasting. Not 12 p.m. Huh? What I mean is 18 hours. Sometimes me 18 hours. 18 hours fasting is 6 a.m. in the morning till 12 a.m. in the night. Just, we just allow 6 hours so that you won't faint. Ruach. So, we will do it for 3 days. And the purpose is simple. We will trust God to intervene in eastern Nigeria and in Anambra State. I believe that God will answer us. If there are people praying, it will make the team to work faster. In case there are no people, as much people standing in the gap, let's make up. If you check, if you calibrate in the spirit, you will see that the measure of intercession is not is grossly inadequate. So um this is the time for us to stand up and be counted in Jesus' name. This is also another way to lay stake on a territory. Do you want me to show you from the Bible? If you want to lay stake on a territory, the, the, one of the major ways is to intercede for that territory. None of my intercession groanings and sighs. Show me Ezekiel chapter because he said I should show him. That's not where I'm going, but show me Ezekiel chapter nine. He cried also in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city. That have charge over the city just reduce a little. Small. That have charge over... I say small now. You just remove everything. Your hand no get break on. 
Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his what? I didn't hear you. With his what? Cause everybody to come with his destroying weapon in his hand. Verse 2. And behold, as he said this, and behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north. And every man is slaughtered. Pay attention. What I'm doing is prophetic coding. When I'm true, I'll just say something and I will go. Hmm? Hmm. And every man a slaughter weapon in his hand, and one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side, and they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the, the and the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was, to the threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn. Pay attention. The men, there are, there are three main players here. The first one is the person calling the shots. Now, the second person is the person that is being sent to execute. But we will see, soon see the third people. Because if you have an ink horn, you are supposed to write. Is it not true? Which had the writer's ink horn by his side? Verse 4. Now, if you are, have your Bible, let's read verse 4, especially 4 eight together. 1, 2, ready, go. And do what? That do what? Can you get this scripture is the clearest? Can we read it again? One, two, ready, go. Okay. Can you see? So there is a mark set on intercessors that cry and sigh. One of these days, it's just that somehow, I don't know why I've not been able to teach it. One of these days, I will teach you people the seven, seven depths of prayer. There are depths in prayer. Anyone you pray, God will answer you. But people just stay at minimal depth, the first layer, second layer. And they are expecting certain things to be made available to them. If you enter the executionary layer of prayer, in that plane, you are not praying as if you are telling God to do something. You are praying as if, at some point, it will seem as if um, deity possessed your being and are executing. What I mean is that it will seem as if God literally possessed you. And the way God would have behaved in prayer in that manner, is the way you are behaving. So it's not as if you are asking, are you getting the point? Before there are depths, you are asking God to do something, praying that something will happen. There are some depths. You are not praying. You became possessed. So just like God would have, if he's upon the face of the earth, just as he would have made war, just as he would have enforced, just as he would have executed, that's how your vessel is. When you enter that layer, 
the human body cannot carry it for too long. Me, I'm telling you. In fact, for the fact that that layer exists, for the fact that it can, people can tread upon it, eh, I believe that there is God. Because of, you know, many people have not entered depth in God. That's, that's why they doubt many things. There is a way you pray. There is a way that you will, if you have touched it a little, a little, nobody will tell you that there is God. Because you will know that this is not you. If it was not for the eternal dimensions of God forging from your sister, holding you captive. What I mean, how many of you have experienced this more? It's like you are held captive. Nobody, no human being can survive it for one minute. Some people come under it and they are crying and crying. Another person comes under it and he stays there for three hours. When a man comes out of that kind of depth after three hours prayer, all the prayer you people have been making for one month is not equal to that three hours. Because before that time, you people are praying, but that person is not praying. God is really praying through him. Are you getting the point? But it takes... It takes a lot of degree of alignment, yieldedness. Huh? Then you and God will become one in His intercessory ministry. That's why you will pray your intestine. When you finish the prayer, how many of you have prayed? After praying, you are looking for your intestine. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you have not searched for your intestine before, you have not prayed. Somebody, some people will go and write this. <laughs> if you have not searched for, you finish praying and you are looking for your intestine, you found it. You have not prayed. Have you looked for your intestine and you didn't see it before? I went somewhere and I told them that I was on a long fast and I went to a prayer meeting. I groaned. Then my intestine huh? came up here. The thing entered. I don't know how. And I unmarked the thing. It came out. Have you knocked your own like that? It may not happen because I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, Mrs. Osakwe, your intestine has it gone up? And then you need to knock it. It will come down. If you finish that kind of prayer and come out, you are walking on the ground, but you just know that your feet is not reaching the ground. People are seeing your leg on the ground. But you feel as if you are... You are how many of you, you have felt like this? You feel as if you are afloat. You see, some people are hanging in the air as I'm analyzing this. You, know, you, are, you, are not, you have not prayed... If you have not touched it, you have not prayed in your... If I say this, they will say... You have not prayed in your life. Oh, I don't know what you are doing. What you have been praying is human prayer. There is the prayer of God. The prayer of God is God is the one praying. You are just a vessel. You just you are you will know that you are just a vessel, nothing more. The energy and what is you are not like that. Nothing will make you reach that point in prayer. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Show me Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 1, as we make progress. Am I fair? 
Am I fair? Using those two people at the back as comparative analysis. <laughs> I was going somewhere and somebody called me Ocha. I was moving on my own. I did not even turn back. Because when I see some people, the way they are fair, I cannot consider myself as one. Like one Ocha. Amen. So, I've made a point about our intercession. Six hours. God will hear us. God has granted us unimaginable power. Range. The weapons we have now is long range, heavy duty weapons. Hmm? These days, if I stand, I know I'm not standing with my leg. I'm telling you. You will not believe it. Huh? You will not believe it. You just want to believe it. You, you, you felt the ah, but you don't believe this one. Leave it. Man of God. Let's gather weight. Oh. Let's gather weight. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor after you have prayed, pray, pray again. Turn to the neighbor on the other side, tell the person after you have prayed, pray again. Yeah. When last did you do six hours on your own? Last week. It has been long. You know, when you say six hours, I'm not afraid though. What some people call six hours is <laughs> No be so This is what people call six hours and guess what? Maybe my prayer this thing is playing on the background or Theophilus or whoever. Eh? So they are just enjoying the Team playing on the ground and then they are using humming. It's not you are not praying in tongue, you are humming. <laughs> Even you know you are humming. So is the prayer this thing you are using to to just feel and you are feeling somehow and then you are humming alongside. Okay, you know they pray. And then one hour pass, two hours, three hours, you come and tell me if I pray for three hours, you are a joker, my friend. It was Ian Bounds that said the prayer that, that did not move your heart will not move the heart of God. And if the heart of God is not moved, his hand will not move. And it takes the hand of God moving to move things in the universe. Some people will say they prayed for two hours. Do you know what they did? They are just singing song. I'm not see. I'm not against this, but let's the let's the let's let's call a spade a spade. Huh? You just put Sinash worship and you are worshiping alongside that. And they ask you, you say, ah, this night eh, my prayer was powerful. Madam, 
than pray. If that's what you call prayer, wahala deo, there is a place for that one. And sometimes he can help prayer, but on his own. It's not prayer. It can help you to ascend. It can help you to maintain ascension. But when you have ascended, oh sister, pray. You now ascend that, that place and you are now still singing. To worship you, Ali. Hi. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. Oh. Anyway, if you are praying and the Holy Spirit is leading you to worship, please continue worshiping. But um, prayer involves a lot of things. Maybe one of these days we will make it holistic. The Bible says. That there is what is called all prayer. All prayer. Say after me, all prayer. So you can. Let me balance it because some people will now take, cut out this part. There are some dangerous guys. They will cut out this part and, and they will say, Apostle, they do say, when you worship, you are not praying. El <laughs> Capo. Amen. Okay, let's move forward. We have one hour. In the 6th and 38th year of the reign of Asab, Asabashah, king of Israel, came. Okay, in. There is a small. There should be a, a comma there. In the 6th and 38th year of the, the reign of Asab, Bashar, king, Asabashah, king. Uh-uh. Let me use my own Bible. Why? Let me use my own, I beg. I know why I'm confused. In the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Bashar, king of Israel. No. In the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Bashar, king of Israel. Yes. I'm telling you there should be a comma. Even common English will tell you something is wrong. When I want to make I continue. Ah, no. Small thing can cause trouble. Is it not true? This thing is already losing its meaning. Just because that small comma is not there. In the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Asa should be the king of Judah. Bashar, king of Israel, came up against Judah. Are you with me? If you help me, say amen. amen. And built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come in to, to Asa, king of Judah. Verse 2. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures. I see where mistakes start. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, verse 3, There is a league between me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go, break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he might depart from me. Verse 4, 
Are you seeing what is happening here? You see, the strength, or rather, the trust of each of these contending armies is dependent on their ally. And the ally is now Ben-Hadad. So the issue now is that the king of Judah is trying to get the ally of Israel to leave him, leave Israel and join Judah. That is a big problem as far as God is concerned. There are many things you can do. You know, I'm teaching you people the, the prize of, of, of divine election. There are many things people do and it doesn't work much. I, I, you think others are doing it, the same thing others are doing, and then you, you do it. it. It is now a totally different matter because of the context, because of the circumstances, the weight surrounding such actions. Now, the meaning of this action now is that they consider Ben-Hadad the adjudicator on matters that is concerning the territory of Israel. Meanwhile, the original king, the real king of Israel is not a human being. The real king of Israel is Jehovah himself. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Now, the problem now is that these two men, it is still not too much of a matter if one of the kings went to Ben-Hadad huh? and one of them still recognized God and one of them still recognized God as the supreme king that oversees the affairs. Meaning that even if matters are going out of hand, that there is still somebody that can come and intervene and bring justice. So, it became obvious in this thing playing out that um, they trust the intervention and military might of Ben-Hadad stronger uh, than God to the point that they are willing, one of them is willing to go to God's temple. Are you getting the point? Take out of what is in the temple of God to go and appease a king so that he will be on his side. In other words, God is not worth much for us to trust in him. If it was that even that he just went and was asking him to be on his side, it would have been a lesser evil. But for the fact that you took God to go and bargain with the world and with Satan. That is when you will find out that God is alive. It's all that we have not paid the price enough to draw him down. You know, the reason why many people follow Satan, do many things, and then they will be displaying charm, doing a lot of things, is because we have not paid enough price to draw God down. Young ladies in the world, they are doing many things to succeed. They are who all those kind of things. There is one I was reading online, my God. Things they There is one they call Kayamata. Am I correct? Kayamata. If they use it, your... your your husband will leave you and escape. Somebody that has professed love, a man of God, and he said, everything, and you are sure, suddenly we turn. If you don't shop, can you matter? Do you know why that thing is a matter? It is because we have not paid the price to draw God down enough. Those days in campus, huh, there are ladies that courtes cannot touch as deadly as courtes are killing people, you can't touch them. With, the, with their gun, they don't dare not come around those ladies. If you come, it means you want to be born again. And they don't want to be born again. I tell you the truth. You have heard of the story of one of the ladies that Reverend David Obeli trained. Huh? Is, she specialized in bringing courtes. 
He got some of them born again and filled with the Holy Ghost and told them to come to Lontenis Court and pray. And where those guys were living is, is called, you know, if you are in campus, there are lodges and this and that are court area, known court area. That if you go there, seven out of ten people you will see are court guys. Is it not true? So he told them to come and pray and they were, he told them by twelve in the night. You got courtists born again and told them to come and pray with you by 12 in the night. You must have shoved something. Sisters, we could have shoved something. We could have known they, they, know they feel weak. I used to tell, the advantage a lady has is in God, is in the spirit. The greatest, the real liberation that the women folk has had in this universe is, a, is as a result of Christ. This one now that they are saying is liberation, feminism, is, uh, is they are yoking them in another way. But they are not seeing it. They are yoking them in another way. They are making them objects. Objects of lasciviousness. It's still the same thing. It's slavery in another way. No be so. The lady waited for them. 1230, they did not come. The lady left her own hostel. Went to court's lodge in the night. Knocked at the door. Boom, boom, boom. Say, open. Somebody say after me, open. Okay. If you are a lady, say after me, open. open. The guys say, they thought is, you know. So they checked. And they asked, who are you? He called her name and said, I'm the one. Open the door. Are you afraid? <laughs> the lady is the one that should be afraid. The guys are now the one that is afraid. Sister, stop after me. Bo, bo, bo. Bo, bo, bo. Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Let's say it again. Bo, bo, bo. Bo, bo, bo. Are you afraid? Put Satan on the flight anywhere you appear. That you, you are well dressed. It's just fire, well dressed. Do you tell do you tell somebody not to touch high tension? No, you are free. You are free, you see. And I heard one president say that it's only God that can judge you. That he cannot. What he will do is to arrange the meeting. <laughs> that he cannot judge a fellow man, but he can what? Arrange the meeting. So the way he arranges the meeting, I think he's the president of Russia. They attributed the statement to him. He doesn't judge. Only God can judge. But he can what? Arrange the meeting. So if there is a, a measure of brutality, fire you carry. You are not judging or you are not doing anything. But you are what? Arranging meetings. How many meetings have you arranged? carried all of them. The lady specialized in discipling courtists. Brutal people that, that is no and many of them became pastors till today. I'm telling you. Till today. The reason why they are doing all these things, doing charm, doing uh, um same as if Satan is occultic or this is because we have not paid the right measure of price. 
when Elijah appears, he'll be behaving as if all those things that are calling charm. Imagine everything that Baal had in a nation. Elijah sat one side and was chewing plantain. And said, Make not try. When there are three, he said, I can only explain it in Igbo language because my father liked that part of the scripture in Igbo language when he's alive. Huh? He used to use it in prayer. It's two times. You mention it two times, not once. Hmm? If he's in English, you say, Answer me, O God, answer me. But in Igbo language, it's better. Zam, Jehovah, Zam. Hey! Once my father has said that one, you will know that we are going far a journey. Once he says it, he is laying hold on the office of his calling. He is laying hold on the anointing of his office. Now, he is not saying, even if everything failed, eh, what Elijah was doing there is stature, rank. Eh, he is laying hold on the anointing that oils his office. He is not a normal man. All of us are on, on the Mount of Camel, but we are not the same, my friend. He says, Zam Jehovah Zam. When will you cry like that? What I mean is that if somebody makes attempt to take you, do charm, that's where the person will die. That's where they will forget about the person. That's where it's not all the time you are praying. Grow enough to be too dangerous for Satan. So what I'm trying to say in this is that just because we have not paid the price to see that dimension of God a day-to-day life doesn't mean it's not existing. Until somebody steps out in a certain manner and God will appear to show you that he is still alive. It's just that men have not paid the price to trap him. See all these things we are celebrating, celebrating. If I had left you, you would have been celebrated yourself to obscurity. Even you might, if to say I leave you, they are already celebrating you, celebrating you. You have not, if I tell you something now, you will be disappointed. But you are very far. If what I think you are looking for is what it is, you are far. Far! I mean, you can make one mistake now and become nothing quickly. There is a point you will get to if you make mistake. God will be trying to correct you. If you make mistake now, they will not correct you. They will put you aside and quickly find another person. Because there is... That nothing is still, nothing is lost. <laughs> I speak in parables. So imagine that kind of person thinking, May the Lord have mercy. May the Lord have mercy in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you how men are divinely elected. And if you have followed our previous teaching, you will understand that there is a location we are in the spirit now. That spiritual location in the universe, in the body of Christ, is called Horeb. Satan is Horeb. There is something necessitated Horeb. What necessitated Horeb is transition. And as of that time, it became obvious that, that there, are, there are three spiritual offices that was vacant as it pertains to the government that God is trying to bring upon the face of the earth. Meanwhile, still keep my second chronicles for me. Huh? If you are with me, say Amen. amen. So the man... Elijah was taxed with the responsibility of bringing persons that will stand in those three spiritual offices. Because if he leaves 
as it has become obvious, huh? there will be so much vacancy that is created. And of course, they searched through the land and they found out there is no man like Elijah actually. Even Elisha is not like Elijah. You know, many people say that uh, Elisha received the double portion of Elijah's anointing. Is it true? Is it really true? Is it really true? No, there is nothing like that. There is nothing like double portion is is an a language of inheritance actually, but double portion is the portion that belongs to the firstborn in the Jewish culture. Double portion is what the portion that oh you people don't know. And you people are saying double portion. Oh God, double portion. Double portion simply means the portion that believe, belongs to what. The firstborn. This is how they share. Even in evil culture, they still do it. And in some cultures, this is the way. If you if you have four brothers hmm, and they are sharing land, they will not share it into four. They will share it into five. Are you with me? They will share it into five, and the first one will take two, and the rest will take what one one. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what is what it means. What, that is what double portion means. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the double portion is the portion of the firstborn. So Elisha has seen that um, he cannot deny the fact that Elijah's anointing will touch many people. From one nation to another, Elijah is raising the sons of prophets everywhere. Eh? So he cannot say that those people will not touch a few of the dimensions but he's asking for the, the portion of the first. So the portion of the first is that when you give others one, he will collect the rest. When you give them one one, he will collect what? The rest. In other words, in, when you collect double portion, you have the full, the full dimensions of a man's spirit. Meanwhile, others that collected maybe if he's in ministry, they collected his prayer. Other ones collected his wisdom. These people collected excellence. These people collected his compassionate big heart. Others collected many things, teaching, but the double portion collects the first one. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Why am I? Why did I go here? Quickly, let me come back. So, it became obvious that there are three vacant offices. Meanwhile, are you with me? Meanwhile, Elijah, before that time, is spiritually standing in representation in those three offices. I mean, his anointing eh, is what is regulating the oppression of those three offices. Because in the spirit realm, even though you have a position that is represented by an office, eh, it takes an anointing to regulate an office. So, there are people that have spiritual offices without the requisite anointing. And an attempt to execute from an office without the anointing is an effort. In fact, you will suffer a lot of damage. Let me explain to you literally what I mean. There are people that can be called into the prophetic office, not prophetic gift. Prophetic office, but they have not paid the price to receive the anointing of their office. If they step out to function, one or two people can pick that they are prophets, but you will notice that they did not pay there is what we call um, why am I going this way? 
There is what we call the travail of a, of a spiritual office. There is what is called pastoral travail. The teacher's travail. The evangelistic travail. The prophetic travail. The apostolic travail. That means that travail is what releases the oil of your office. Even if you are called in it, the measure of your expression from that office is dependent on how much you are willing to travail. To be. If, if not, people can look at you and be calling you... Ah, Prophet, prophet, apostle, apostle, and they will die. If people are seeing it, they will die and never enter into the manifestation of that office because they did not travel to touch the energy, the power, and the resources that galvanizes the oppression of that office. It's not some offices are heavy duty offices. Small price cannot carry the oppression of that office. So just because it is on you doesn't mean it will work. And many people, when they realize that they are called into that office, maybe by vision, even Jesus can even appear to you, means nothing. Except you pay the price. There are people that did not see any vision, did not see anything. They, they traveled till they carried something and came out. When they came out, you will say, the spirit of Elijah got rest on Elijah. So it's about a, a price to pay. So people live and die without having paid the price it takes to function in the office of their calling. Meanwhile, spiritually, that is your office. So after some time, some of them will start ministry. They will say, God told me to, that I will go all over the world. Means nothing. What is important is the price to release the resources that will run the office. Huh? They say Nigeria is borrowing. The way we are borrowing, everybody is owing for four thousand. <laughs> Nigeria, everybody is owing what? Four four thousand. That means <laughs> there is no oil to run that office. There is no oil. Meanwhile, there is an. Are you getting this scenario? Meanwhile, you know there is an office, and you are the one that is. There is no resources. We have not paid the price to release the economy that runs that office. So you can live and die. Some people pay though, but they paid it in minimal measure. So sometimes they will feel flashes of their ordination, but they will, not, they, they will never sit there. Aye. If you are with me, say amen. amen. So the man Elijah had the, his office, he's his carrying the oil that will that will activate the function of three principal offices that will rule the territory of Israel, Judah, and Syria. Eh? That is the territorial government that his anointing can bring. That is the, the um, space, the expanse of the territorial government of his anointing. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, he's sitting in Israel. That's why, just because Elijah is in Israel, even Elisha did it. They are sitting in Israel, but what is happening in the house of the king of Syria? Inside the room, he knows. Because he is the real king. <laughs> we need prophets that will rule from their secret place. We don't rule from the pulpit, we rule from the secret. The day your strength is in what you can deliver on the pulpit, that is the day you are falling. Our strength is in the secret. Mm, 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 mm. 
Every day, when you finish preaching, go back to God. I know you preach to, and he's preaching, and you should be called a preacher or a teacher. Go back to God and tell him, before you, I'm not a preacher. He is people. I'm your guy. Help me. You will not understand what I'm saying. Shabi, I've told you before. It's in five years' time. When you now preach and things, you will be lost. There is a way you will preach. You will shine. Even you know that you shined. Have you not shined before and you know you shine? <laughs> oh God, have you not shined before? You know that as by this one, you shined. Have you, have you not done it before? You know you shined. You even rated yourself high. Have you not done some things for God? You know, Kai, you shined. That's when you should run back to God and begin to ask God, Daddy, eh? They are calling me man of God, but between me and you, I'm your boy. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Continue crying until you receive help. For me, oh, if I pray like that, if I make progress, God will tell me to do one, one thing before I will leave. Once He tells me that, I will know He has helped me. But well, you now, you go there and say, God, I'm not the one. No, I'm not the one. You do it quickly, quickly, you go. Just to satisfy your, your bad conscience that you did something. Like cook. Even God knows that you are trying to deceive Him. <laughs> you are trying to deceive Him that you are humble. You are not. The proof is that you did not stay long enough to hear His voice. If you are trying to tell somebody that you are not like this, stay till the person releases you. Amen, oh. Amen. Okay. So, the anointing on Elijah put Ben-Hadad, is it Ben-Hadad, Hazir, on the throne. The anointing of Elijah put Elisha on his throne. The anointing of uh, Elijah put um, Jehu on what? On the throne. So, three men, one man's office put three men in position. So that's what Elijah is carrying. And he's moving everywhere. Is that man your mate? Let's be humble. <laughs> Let's be humble. Let's be humble. Elijah. You know what is encouraging me? And I'm doing what I'm doing. It was James that told me Elijah's secret. In case you want to know the secret of territorial governmental anointing, I mean the anointing that governs a territory, not anointing that governs a crowd, not anointing that governs a church, not anointing that governs a denomination. Territorial governing anointing. Eh? Just look at Elijah. His priesthood, his prayer. The Bible said in the book of James. That Elijah is a man of like passions. But what? Prayed. What? Earnestly. You like this, have you prayed? Huh?
sorry if you are not if you are not an evil man, I apologize. If they calculate all the prayer you have prayed in this world, are you an evil man? Okay. Who is not an evil man here? Uh-huh. If they calculate all the prayer you have prayed in this world and they say let's use it and pay you salary, how much will you earn? Let's assume you are being paid per hour. Let's assume the payment is pay as you go. Some people cannot eat. If they pay like that, they can't eat, they can't pay school fees. They can't buy clothes, they can't feed their family. Meanwhile, physically, these people are looking, they want to marry. Some of them have married somebody's daughter. Hey! Oh, young lady, don't marry a man that doesn't have priesthood. (laughs) How do you intend to run it? You'll be stuck on the way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you don't have priesthood, very soon you tell your wife, do like this. And the woman, because she's not feeling anything, she's not, authority comes from priesthood. Hmm? You tell her first time that God said, God said, she will do it. God said second time, she will do it. God said third time. She will know that God did not say. She will now continue obeying because they taught them to obey. She will obey. I'm telling you what I know. There is one man that said that God said that the wife should be paying tithes to him. So, the trouble wanted to bust. So, the woman went to the pastor and the pastor told her, for trouble not to come out in your marriage. You'll be paying 20% tight. Eh? If you still insist on paying to your church. So, you know what the lady does? He will pay to her husband 10%. Then pay to church another what? 10%. In other words, the man is like this. I'm collecting tight. You know, he feels he's in charge. He's just for marriage to be going on. You are a fool. You don't have... You are, he's just a wise woman that is running just to make sure her marriage is in order. If you like, don't pay price for priesthood. If you like, don't be looking for one, looking for somebody's daughter to carry a marriage. So what are you doing with a woman that you don't have priesthood? Sorry for your life. When you have strong priesthood, even if you don't have money, you have authority. Hmm? I have seen it. I have seen the women will come and tell you that their husband is the secret of their success. Because they have seen many times that they almost messed up. Priesthood held them and pushed them through that season. Initially, it will seem as if they don't know, but after some time, their head will knock into shape. priesthood if you don't have priesthood in a family eh? if a woman doesn't have priesthood in the family she will execute her assignment in the family by manipulation and that is witchcraft if a man doesn't have priesthood in the family he will execute his assignment by domination and that is witchcraft too 
Hmm? Witchcraft coming from a man in a family is manifested in domination. Eh? Witchcraft manifesting from a woman is manifested in manipulation. Because if you are not willing to allow your priesthood to execute, if you are not confident on your priesthood to cause what you think is the right in the mind of God to happen, then that means you will have to manipulate your way into it or manipulate your way through it. Are you getting the point? The same way for a man. If you are not confident on your priesthood to prove certain things that is correct, you will have to dominate your way. And that's what a carnal man will do. Sorry that my teaching is very hard. Is it not true? I apologize. Unfortunately, tomorrow I will say it again. I will still apologize. Next tomorrow I will what? Say it again. Next month I will what? Say it again. Next year I will what? Till I die. I will be saying it so that if you appear before God, brother, I don't know. I don't know. They will say, What do you mean by you don't know? They will say, Oh, Korazin, tie and Sidon. If what you heard, people in. If people in, there is a place called Indianapolis. If they heard this type of your gospel, they probably would have changed. But you might you go here and nothing will change. If you like, don't like me. Me, I don't care. Do I look like somebody that cares? What, what are you giving me? I have calculated my life. Me that is fasting up and down. If you say I know the fast, you say I go shop your food. I go. I know the. It's every day intent. So if you are, if it's clothes, well, is it not if you are going out, people will be seeing your clothes. I know they go anywhere. My own secret place is also in a secret location physically. I know physical location is not secret, but my own. So are you with me? Mm. So when Elijah traveled up to Horeb, it was a season of transition. What played out subsequently showed us that there were three vacant offices. If you are with me, say amen. Amen. So for, for we to get to the point in Horeb where there will be a transfer, we need two dosages of bread. Today, I want to start with capacity. You know, last week, the first one we spoke about was what? Alignment. I want to talk about capacity today. Capacity. Capacity. Maybe I will just touch capacity and alignment. Capacity and alignment. God cannot give you he doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you can carry. And, and uh, as he's doing it, it is an act of his mercy. It's an act of God's mercy to give you only what you can carry, not what you want. Imagine if God answered the prayers you have been praying like five to ten years ago. There are some prayer we pray that is totally foolish. And those days, God did not answer it. We, God's love, no be so. God did not answer it and we, we cried and said, God doesn't exist. 
the guy just if there is anything like that, he just as you are as he's paying him, God relaxed and took one bottle of wine and said, Say after me, it's working. Mm. So that greatest thing you felt is a disappointment is actually when God began to work. Because along that line, if you follow that path, there is nothing within you to carry the weight of what is coming upon you. So most times, the experiences in life that God exposes us to is to get us to develop the capacity to carry many things. Jesus' number one chief um, issue concerned with his disciples is his capacity. His number one challenge with them is what? Capacity. John chapter 16 verse 12. Don't show me yet. I want to juxtapose many things. Pay attention. Pay attention. Let me finish reading this. And then we will join you. Okay. Put your hand in those two scriptures I've called. And behind that are hacking on talking Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. And they smote Ijon and Dan and Abermine and all the store cities of Naphtali. Another crime that this guy committed is that he sent for an enemy to fight his brother. No matter what Israel did, huh? Judah is still what? His brother. And it came to pass when Bashar heard it that he left of building of Ramah and let his work what? Cease. Then Asa, the king, took all. I hope I'm still on. Okay. Then Asa, the king, took all Judah and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Bashar was building, and he built there with Giba and Mizpah. Seven. And at that time, Hanani the seer, pay attention, this is where I am starting. Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied. Say after me, because thou hast relied. This is God's problem. That's you know, imagine all the things that is happening. God said, my own. Are you paying attention? You are not even hearing what I'm saying. Circumstances, bad issues, a lot of things can be happening. But God has his own. Is that no matter what happens, make sure you don't behave like this. You are not getting me. There are even issues you can make this mistake, make this one. But don't do this one. So, Imagine all these things happening. He said, his own day is that you relied on who? The king of Syria. And not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore, so this kind of mistake has a consequence. <laughs> what this man doesn't know, which is where I'm going, is that there is a politics in heavenly places. 
that even though it seems as of the present huh, that the king of Syria is the one that is ruling the territory that the destiny and the future of the territory is handed over to the king that sits in Judah that is what the ruins of destiny carries the annals of God carries that a day will come give me sound a little small that a day will come the man that sits on the throne in Judah will rule the whole territory but in the immediate he was, it seems as if his army is weak. It seems as if he is subject. It seems as if he will have to go to a far country to require help. Huh? And even when he cried for help, Syria came and it seems as if they were strong. But at that point, the reason why God is doing this is not just that you relied on me, you don't rely on me. It's that it seems as if God kept quiet. He didn't keep quiet. He's waiting for your choices and actions huh? as positions that you are taking. In the spirit politics that is taking place. Because what is happening is that men are forming alliances. And on the day that alliances are formed in the spirit, a man chose the king of Syria as his source of strength. And then the hand of God is handicapped. And on that account, there is a consequence for your choice. It became obvious that that same thing you are looking for from the hand of Syria originally. And on the long run, that throne is ordained for you. But because you have not seen far, you stood at the moment eh, and went and served the person that should have served you. Because the person is stronger than you in the immediate. Because you need immediate help. There is a challenge. Eh? Instead of you to trust God, trusting God will mean that you will suffer a little. Trusting God will mean that a lot of things will not happen. Meanwhile, if you step out, you can quickly get a result. Are you getting what I mean? You can quick. You know men. You know things. You know what to do. It's not as if you are idle. Your brain is sharp. But meanwhile, God said, "Don't go to Syria. Don't go to Syria." But when the man bent and went to Syria, he came back. The Lord said, "Because you relied on Syria, you are supposed to rule Syria." But you relied on Syria. May you not rely on a man you should rule. May you not rely on a system you should rule. Is is spirit politics that is taking place? Huh? Meanwhile, it seems as if God kept quiet. <laughs> Don't think God is quiet. Oh. In heaven, there is much activity, but they cover their activities in mysteries in such a way that we that is in time. We'll be seeing it as if it's minute manifestation, small manifestation. But in the realm of the spirit, that there, there is cacophony. Huh? A lot of debate is going on. By the mercies of God, I have been called up into certain realms. Huh? I have attended court sessions. I was on a three days fast in 2019 before we went to Lagos, and I was in a court session. And they were asking me why they should. You know the the team of the court session why they should put me on that throne because I appeared in that meeting in Lagos not as a normal man the man that finished bed pants for that year 2019 is not the man that went for that meeting when I finished I knew there was a summon in the spirit and when the summon came I went in I went in on a five days it didn't work I added another three days and on that last three days they began to it seems as if some side stood, another side stood, and they began to debate why this man should be here. Others say why this man should not be here. You have not attended it. If you attend it, you will know that 
you will understand what we mean by having friends. There is such a thing as that. When you appear there, you will see a lot of people that, that are on your side. Because there is no point you will get and all your actions will align to what it takes. But there are men that will stand and say, because of us, we veto this man. <laughs> Have I prayed for you? And I t- There is a prayer you will pray for somebody. You will tell the person, I veto. When you veto the person, it means that you have authority. You have what is called veto power is when you have the dominant share in a company. When you have the dominant share, you have veto power. So no matter, we come to a board meeting and we are discussing the trajectory of the company. And when it's going this way, going this way, you use your veto power and say, let it be like this. I stayed in that court session for three good days. The first day, I was praying, you know, I was cutting between time. Out, in, out. It was when we finished that I knew that I won. The day I arrived in Lagos, I was in the room, the guest house that they put me. I think one of our sisters now that went to use service saw the vision. What happened is that they brought me before a throne and it was the Lord that sat on that throne himself. And I knelt down. He opened a jar of oil and began to pour it till he finished. I sent it to my father in the Lord. He said, good, that is correct. I came out of that, that encounter, went into the meeting. As soon as I stood, the crowd there is up to 10,000. Before you know it, the move of the spirit became massive. I have not stood before that. Ah, it is from that point that a sign was made in the heavens. Hmm? You don't know that there is divine politics. Meanwhile, a man that doesn't know this will not know that his day-to-day actions eh, counts for the things that makes for his advantage in court sessions, in divine politics, in spiritual politics. He will come and say he's normal. Meanwhile, when they begin to come, all that might qualify you is that since this year you have not missed bed pants. As simple as that thing is. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Yes. Because me, I know. I know. There is something God told me. He told me, when you are ready for this, don't look. Don't look outside. For you to look at people like us, hoping that we look outside is effort in futility. We are already bound by oath and covenant. And that is how God is bound to certain covenants. Meanwhile, are you with me? Meanwhile, if he wants to include you in that economy, he begins to bind you within that environment. You will not know why. Sometimes, the group of people that God is binding doesn't know why. God is binding them, but he has seen the future. And that the expression of the overall um, purpose that is in his heart cannot be expressed without the boundary of the covenant that powers it. So he begins to bring all of you. Huh? That is what the Bible said at Antioch. Men gathered at Antioch. Many of them that gathered that migrated. Some migrated because of persecution. But many that came to Antioch didn't come because of persecution. They came by the Spirit. It's not because you don't have any other thing to do. It's destiny. Huh? That location carries destiny alliances. If you miss that season, you appear empty. You will come in another season and do many last things, many mighty things. But the alliances that it takes to power you into that realm, that is over. And meanwhile, it's covenant that is powering it. 
A man that is not backed with covenant, backed by covenant in the execution of God's agenda, anything can happen and change at any time. But when a man has a covenant, just like God now, he wants to, water, rain is falling, suddenly rainbow will appear. And God will remember when he swore and said that I can't destroy this world again with water. Eh? When he sees it, he will see the sacrifice that Noah made. Even though it's many thousand years ago, as long as covenant is there, it's still alive and fresh. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. Look at it. Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Are you seeing it? This is a man that should hold Syria. Eh? And buy Syria to make Syria pay for all they have done to Israel. For all they have done to Judea. He went to the same man and made him his friend. And relied on him just because he needed his help in the immediate. A season will come. And you will find out that that very act you took is what left the enemy from the hook. Meanwhile, I hope you know that Satan is intelligent. There is a measure of spiritual intelligence that he has because of the rank and order that he operated in before he fell. That rank and order, the order that Lucifer operated in is, a, is, a, is an order that is given to light and knowledge. Which is why he's called Lucifer, the light bearer. Light in the spirit is not necessarily shining. Light in the spirit is knowledge. It's access to insight. So the depth of insight that Lucifer has I hope you know that the temptation in the Garden of Eden is a temptation of knowledge. Huh? It's you that thought it's about eating. It's not eating. It's about knowledge. Is it not true? Meaning that this man has the possession of light and knowledge that he has is so much that he is able to tempt a man and man is not yet educated enough in God to surmount what Satan is presenting. He said, when you eat this food, you will know. Is about what? Knowledge. So this man eh, can bank on himself on the basis of knowledge. And on that account, he's able to draw men onto himself. Eh? So he's operating from another. He's a knowledge. He's knowledgeable in these things. So he knows what to do to nullify a lot of priesthood and a lot of things that you have done. So he will set trap for you. When it matters the most in your life, you will make a choice that will nullify the impact of your priesthood. is the host of the king of Syria escaped. Ah, you don't know what is happening here. Satan is, God is binding Satan in our hands. And many times, a minute before Satan is bound, he can give you, he can give you husband and then whittle down the impact of your priesthood. Some of the time, the reason why God delayed your marriage for one more year is so that you'll be able to bind Satan. Syria is about to fall to your hands. <laughs> if they have allowed you along, along that path, it's not as if 
you will not have something. But Syria is not bound. The real project of God is to buy Syria. Huh? Huh? But you accepted a pay, a pay, so that the labor is not much. He said, how can I fight this guy and this guy? That is not the question. When the Lord is on our side, huh? every enemy becomes not. We are not strong. We are not able because of our strength. It's because of, of the mighty one of Zion that sits with us. Eh? Our hands are lifted up. Not because we are strong in the natural. But the might of the angels are with us. He said, him that is within us is greater than him that is in the world. And the Bible also spoke. He said that they that are with us are far greater than they that is against us. Many times circumstances will not allow you to see you need a fresh encounter for every believer many times for you to stay consistent in the convictions of God that is powering the execution of your destiny you will need a fresh encounter you will need a fresh encounter and God will bring you back to the point where he told you I will never leave you nor forsake you there are such points in your life huh? so you need fresh encounters <laughs> even, even Abraham needed it many years later God will say I told you be, Right is here now. Let this be a memorial between I and you that I declared that after your loins in the natural, it will not fail. By two immutable things, God cannot fail. God can fail. We will look weak now, but we know that a time will come, we will be strong, and they will mount up on the heights of heaven and we stand and thunder. Consolations we alive because the strength of Yahweh is within our members. But today it looks as if Syria is strong. We will not cry to Syria for help. Because Syria is the very place that the Lord has ordained for us to cross. Let's see verse 8. We are not the Ethiopians and the Rubims, a, a huge host, with very many chariots and horsemen. Yet, because that this rely on the Lord, He delivered them into thy hand. Are you seeing what He's telling? You know what is happening here? There were days you trusted God more than you are trusting Him now. You know, exposure to things, to people, education, things in life makes you to trust things that are normally based on your training and what God has many waters that God has brought you through you, you didn't rely on this before but today you now rely on it God's problem is not the fact that somebody offered you help his problem is because his worship has, has been taken away in an attempt to receive help you must get the worship, the position that him alone deserves in your life I hope you know that the contention is a contention of worship. That's what Satan told Jesus at the temptation. He said, bow down and worship me and, and I will give you everything. It will mean that everything is not worth any worship. In the right, everything is not worth your worship. Only God is worth your worship. But Satan is willing to offer everything. So when man you begin to have progress in life get exposed to many things the tendency is to trust many things aside the one that brought you there eh? so a day we come we rose by prayer 
But then prayer made us have anointing, have gifts, have connection, have money. And then a season will come. Instead of going back to the drawing board and asking God, how do we pass here through prayer? Eh? We now have connection. So why do we need to pray when connection can solve it? Brother and sister, if priesthood brought it, priesthood will keep it. It's a tendency. So God was telling them, when you met the Ethiopians and you beings, these guys are lighter in number than the Syrians. But when you met them and you relied on me, I crushed them. Because God is such a God that we wait for you to call on him. It's not as if he's not there. He's there, but he will wait till you cry and cry. And should I tell you, many times he will be measuring the content, the posture, your heart. Many things he will put it on, on the scales and begin to measure it. You will calibrate the readings of your heart and know whether it matches up with the requirement to release that dimension in your life. When, when your heart doesn't match up, meanwhile, in certain cases, you have met up to certain requirements. What God will do is that if He has vowed by His mercy to release that dimension or bring you through that oppression, He will allow a dealing in your life. And the purpose of that dealing is one thing to knock you into shape in one aspect of your life that is causing you to be consistently disaligned from the oppression that God has ordained for your life in that season. When you are knocked into shape, then you will see the flow of God. Because as far as Hannah was concerned, it's not as if Hannah was a bad person. Eh? But she wants to be like her fellow women. And as long as she thinks like that, eh, she will never have a child. Because what God wants is a womb that will ferry a dimension of priesthood that has not appeared on the face of the earth. There is a cause upon the priesthood that is after the order of a life. And God is looking for somebody to ferry an altar. And then Hannah is the one that is ordained by eternity. In the natural, she wants to be like her fellow women. Meanwhile, eternity is saying, give us your womb. One day she came to Shiloh and began to cry. You know, all the years of the dealings is not because God wants it to be seven years or how many years. It's just an exposure to dealings that will knock you into shape. One day appeared and they gave her food. He said, No one shop. I don't shop tired. Where will you be tired? Fakwa Parahase. Where? I said, Enough is enough. When she stood there, she wept, and for the first time, the scripture began to show us that a woman can groan with with groanings that cannot be uttered. It was such a prayer that the priest Eli looked at her and said, "Woman, you are drunk. Woman, you are drunk. Your pastor have not told you you are drunk. Your father in your church have not told you. Your priest have not said you are drunk because the way you will have to pray in a way that they will know that this prayer pattern is not from them." Eh? That something has possessed your vessel to, to the intent that the burden in your heart must be discharged. You are not you are not interested in people's opinion now. You have come to the end of yourself. The purpose of God that is covering through your system is superior to the opinion of men. I'm willing to face the world to make sure that the purpose of God forges through my life. I'm willing to face the same. What will you say? Remember the day it begins to work for you. What they told blind Bartimaeus when he was crying out to Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Those men told him something. Stop, stop disturbing him. But when Jesus turned and said, Come, the Bible said, The same people that we are castigating will say he is calling you. Don't look at what men are saying. A day will come, your throne will come, your 
scepter will come, your day will arrive, and then you will mount up. And then all God has said about you will begin to come. On that day, the tears will be cleaned away, the darkness will become light. There will be an emergence. Them that cry with little ships going, going to sow, their seed is small. There will come the day of harvest, they will bring my ships full of harvest. The money will break forth. The money will break forth. The money will break for sister. The money will break for sister. Keep on, keep on. The money is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Faster than you think. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to be despondent. This is not the time to be discouraged. This is not the time. This is the time to, to hold on to God. This is the time to find the portals and gateways. This is the time to find the pillars and structures of your encounters and convictions that power you on this journey and say, God, I believe you. I believe you against faith. I have faith. Against hope, I have hope.
Throw me five more minutes. Let me round up. The Bible said in verse 9, which is where I'm going. He said in verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout what? The whole earth. To show himself strong. What is this scripture saying? The scripture is saying that even when it seems as if everywhere is idle, that the eyes of the Lord is doing what? Roaming to and fro. That heaven is consistently and continuously looking to come on the side of men. But this certain kind of men have certain kind of politics. So in other words, uh, anytime there is vacancy in heaven, anytime there is project in heaven, anytime men begin to align, begin to um, give themselves to certain rules and practices, uh, heaven will elect them. Heaven will put their hands on them. I think it was Ezekiel also one of the prophets that said he was not born in the office of in the family of priesthood he was not a priest but because of the way his heart was aligned he was inducted into the prophetic office he was showing visions of God what a man God can decide to put his hands on you because of the vows that you have made because of the consecrations that you have given yourself to initially it might not look as if there is a politics that is going on but the season will come and you will be able to make connections in the spirit because certain things that happened in my life using myself as an example when it was happening I didn't know it was divine politics taking place the few have seen I'm not saying I'm there yet but I'm saying I've seen a sign and I'm able to trace a pattern in the spirit by the wisdom of God that is forging through my being and I know that that system doesn't change Anytime God wants to bring men into the functions of his purpose, he begins to manipulate certain things. Many men will appear and interest will be served. There is political interest, even in heaven. Uh, there is political interest. Have you not seen the book of Revelation? The Bible said that the blood of the blood of the righteous was crying out to God. When will you avenge us? Are you getting the point? When that kind of cry comes to heaven, eh? remember, God cannot avenge without using vessel or vessels. Are you getting the point? When that kind of cry that God cannot deny begins to cry out to God from heaven, eh? heaven will take a. There will be an extraordinary meeting in heaven, and they will decide: Is it time for us to execute this agenda? And when the seal of God comes upon it, or rather, in a better way to say it, if you look at the book of Revelation, a seal will be opened in heaven. And the consequence of seals being unsealed in heaven is that the earth will be implicated. Look at the book of Revelation chapter 6. Just because a seal was unsealed in heaven, eh? there are three layers of seal that was unsealed in the book of Revelation chapter 6. By the time we came to the third seal, the implication is that they said that inflation will come upon the earth because of a seal that happened in heaven. You are not getting the point. The inflation that is on the earth did not originate from the earth. A seal was opened in heaven and heaven was looking for men to execute the content of that seal. And everyone that is aligned by his heart, by his days, actions and lifestyle, 
to that kind of oppression, the content of the seal will uh, implicate him. So when he begins to live henceforth upon the face of the earth, he is navigated by heaven because the mandate of heaven has elected him. Heaven wants to execute what is contained in their seal, and a man has lived in such a way that his days have aligned up to what is in the heart of God. So he became implicated. Meanwhile, when he's living upon the face of the earth, if you see as if he's about him, he is not so strong in himself. It's because his life and lifestyle, his understanding of the rules of heaven have aligned him to the project that is captured in heaven. So when you come upon the face of the earth, there is inflation. But in heaven, it was a seal. Are you getting the point? What if a man understands, is able to discern the seals that are broken in heaven? Because people come and ask me, why do we need to pray this long? Why do we need to groan? It is because of the seal that is broken in heaven. And our understanding, the discernment that our understanding, the truth, ministration of the spirit realities of God has brought us into, has held us captive. That even though we have many other ways and many other things that we can do, are you hearing me? That we are bound to prayer and priesthood. Because the seed that is on the face of the earth is only man that is counting it that you are useful. According to the announce of God's purpose execution, you are out of alignment. The, the king grace of the season being channeled by God can never reach your vessel. Because God administrates grace based on the present revelation of his truth. It is when we enter there that God begins to release grace. Because when we stand in that plane in the spirit, we become conduits of his purposes. And if a man become a conduit, then he's a man in need of grace. Such are the men that God looks for. And the purpose of my teaching is to knock you into that place, my friend. I have a body, Joshua. I have a body. Don't leave me like this. There has to be more. Brothers and sisters, I'm not a preacher. I'm a God seeker. I'm a man of God in a hunger. My job today is to sound the alarm of the spirit so that every man that has an ear will hear me and then the energy of God will carry you. I'm here to communicate to you the burden of God in this season. Seats are vacant. The season is transition. There is a cry. Who will go for us? Who shall we send? Can you cry for one minute? Make me send them. Make me send them. Make me use them. Make me send them. Give me the capacity. Not me to alignment. You are not brave. Be desperate.
there is a point if God allows us we will touch it extensively but let's make it a prayer for now there are people here the Lord is telling me that they have missed it and missed it and missed it again but somehow that there is a remnant of mercy and the name of that mercy is recovery and restoration now can we pray for one minute for that mercy that is available make it your own what you receive is what you decided to have cry for mercy cry for mercy cry for mercy now for one minute cry for mercy and Saturday will be our sister's conference and it will be holding here and then what else what else tomorrow we continue again by 5 p.m. remember I said if you are following us online anywhere and you want to join us and intercede for Anambra State and Eastern Nigeria we'll be doing a 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. fast that is 18 hours from tomorrow Wednesday to Friday and then we'll be doing a six hours prayer every day from tomorrow 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. if you want to join us if you can make time and come and join us come and cast your seed your offering and your tithe whichever one you have you are blessed in the name of Jesus yes keep playing the sound Oh, I see that too, Jesus. Oh, I see that too, Jesus.